Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Wednesday, and this is the seventh and the last week of the Easter season. But don't worry, we celebrate Easter every time we gather for worship on Sunday, and this Sunday we will add to it the Festival of Pentecost, where we remember the fulfillment of the Easter promise and God sending the Holy Spirit. We begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Satisfy us in the morning with your steadfast love, O God, that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Praise to the blessed and holy Trinity, one God, who gives us life, salvation, and resurrection. Alleluia. The Son of Righteousness will arise with healing in his wings. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. You have been born anew through the living and abiding Word of God. A reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Now, concerning spiritual gifts, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that when you were Gentiles, you were enticed and led astray to idols that could not speak. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking by the Spirit of God ever says, let Jesus be cursed. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. Now, there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit, and there are varieties of service the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who activates all of them in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. To one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge, according to the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one Spirit, to another the working of powerful deeds, to another prophecy, and to another discernment of spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are activated by one and the same Spirit, who allots to each one individually just as the Spirit chooses. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in the one Spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free. We were all made to drink of one Spirit. Over the past few years, I have studied and practiced to be a coach. That is, that I serve as a person who can accompany other people in creative and thought-provoking conversations that will help that other person live out the promise of their full potential. 
And one aspect of coaching that I find so fulfilling is to be there to witness people discover their own particular gifts and strengths, and then to see how they can collaborate with others who have different and complementary strengths to accomplish even more. I have to admit, however, that I am disappointed and frustrated by how little time we devote to this kind of discovery and connection in the church, especially since the core values at work here God has already built into life together as church. Just listen to what St. Paul says here in 1 Corinthians 12. The Spirit has given particular gifts to each one of us according to God's purposes, so that when we are assembled and operating from our strengths, these gifts that the Holy Spirit has given to us, the whole congregation, the common good, is built up, nourished, and functioning then according to God's vision for the church, that it be the body of Christ in the world, this visible sign of the indwelling Spirit of God living among us. And what good news comes on top of even that good news is that no single person need to shoulder the burden of doing it all. And everyone, no matter who they are, has been given something to contribute to the common good, as the Spirit gives life to us all. And now, 2,000 years after Paul wrote this letter, scientific research also tells us that we will be happier and more fulfilled in life if we have a place where we can operate out of our particular strengths that calls us and invites us to use those strengths in a meaningful way, to connect to God's higher purpose, to cultivate positive relationships with each other and with our friends, and and to achieve the goals that we were able to set before us. So St. Paul tells us that Not only will we glorify God and bear witness to Christ in the world when we assemble as the body of Christ, but we will be happier, more fulfilled, and more psychologically resilient when we do. And so I wonder, what might change in our life and in our congregations if we were to let go of this insane notion that being church is all about the fear of whether or not we're going to heaven or we're avoiding hell, of reassuring ourselves that we are somehow good people or reminding us that we're not so bad. And instead, if we just truly believe that by his death and resurrection, Jesus has saved us from the powers of sin and death and then given us the promise of a new life together in the Spirit, a life that is sustained through death as part of God's kingdom that is already broken into the world. How different our life and our church and our life together would be. So it's time we put away this notion that the church is somehow chasing you down to sign you up to do its will, like some kind of sick tyrant hounding you to do your fair share or to do what God commands. Instead, what if we lived according to God's word here and we stepped into the freedom of the gospel where we use the gifts that God has given us so that together we can share the good news of Jesus and love or serve our neighbors as we live as the bodily presence of Christ in our corner of the world. See, you see, in Christ you have already been made whole, and in the power of the Holy Spirit, all of your giftedness, resourcefulness, creativity, and talent has been redeemed for God's purposes in the world. And when we combine all of your potential with the potentials of others with complementary gifts now in the body of Christ, activated by the one Holy Spirit, I wonder what kind of energy can be released to shine the light of Christ in our corner of the world and within a community 
like this will also find healing for our souls and our spirits. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people the knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the gift of relationship with others, and for the communion of faith in your church. For who else, for what else are we thankful Merciful God of might, renew this weary world and heal the hurts of all of your children. Bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially now we pray for those who govern the nations of the world, for the people in countries ravaged by strife or warfare, for all who work for peace and international harmony, and for all who strive to save the earth from carelessness and destruction, for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land. For who else and for what else do we pray? We give thanks to you, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have protected us through the night from all harm and danger. We ask that you would also protect us today from sin and all evil, so that our life and our actions may please you. Into your hands we commend ourselves, our bodies, our souls, and all that is ours, let your holy angels be with us, so that the wicked foe may have no power over us. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. Ever-living God, author of creation, we give you thanks for the water that brings life and refreshes the earth. We bless and praise you, for by water and your word we are cleansed from sin and we receive everlasting life. Join us again this day to the saving death of Christ and renew in us the living fountain of your grace. Raise us up with Christ to live in newness of life, for you are merciful 
and you love your whole creation. With all of your creatures we give you glory, through your Son, Jesus Christ, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, who gives us new birth by water and the Holy Spirit, and forgives us all of our sins, strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life, through Christ our Lord. Amen. <laughs> 